What is up, everyone, and welcome back to episode 28 of the Nonstop We're Baseball back. Podcast. Yes, we are all back. All three of us. Finally. Oh, I was not ready for this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, That's all fun. three of us. I'm, I'm interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was totally caught off guard there. Oh, that's even louder. It's coming back. <laughs> I just want, yeah. <laughs> Noah definitely put a lot of thought into this. I love it. <laughs> yes, all three of us are back. Is I, Noah, um, and I'm joined as always by my guys, Brian. What's up, guys? And Adam. Hello. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm dude. doing pretty good. Doing amazing. Raiders are 2-0. Giants have 100 wins. Two of the Giants minor league teams have won championships. So I'm just, I'm thriving right now. Yes, you, oh, you love when those minor league teams win championships. It's just, for me, it's like a sign of the future though. Like the low A and the high A team both were dominant this year. And it just, you know, those players are coming and just exciting. No, yeah, it is fun. It is actually legit fun to do that stuff. I'm, I'm doing pretty good too. Dortmund with a tough loss today. Very questionable second yellow card. And we're down 10 men all second. We half. love those cheeky yellows. It was it was horrible, if I'm be honest. But that's for another <laughs> podcast, uh, which I don't have. Uh, but, <laughs> but here we are, nonstop baseball podcast. As always, hit us up on social media. We've had a lot of fun talking to Adrian recently. I don't know if he's had fun talking to us, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a one-way. Uh, yeah, it is yeah. a bit of a one-way, uh, but hit us up. We love uh, hearing your guys' thoughts. Support us by just sharing it with your friends, family, and giving us good reviews if uh, on those sites where you can. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's September baseball. A lot You're talking about scoreboard watching every night. That's where we are at. The standings are tight in some places. Some teams making surges some teams uh you know just falling in the dust and uh adam when looking at the standings or maybe not looking at the standings (sighs) just what teams are giving you some feels good feels or bad feels right yeah i mean toronto had their 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 quick meteoric rise uh and then the yankees decided to to play baseball again um which i mean i kind of knew that this was happening i hinted at it last week that the uh the jays they got to go to the trap and that never ends well. They dropped two games against uh, the Rays, uh, and and now they've dropped two against the Twins, which is just bad. Don't don't do that. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, no. A lot of people going into this year were saying that Twins would be first place in the division. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know who of, those people are. A lot of yeah. really smart De- people. Definitely were, not sure. us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, to lose two games so far against the Twins, they get they got two more, including the game that they'll finish up today, and then a series against the Yankees. And I mean that series against the Yankees, if they sweep them again, uh, could put Toronto back in the wild card. But um, uh, not looking ideal. Yes. You know, uh, when we look at these standings, there's like one thing I feel like we have to talk about, and it's a shame we haven't mentioned it yet. The St. Louis Cardinals have won 15 straight. 15. 
in 15 a row. 15 games in a row, dude. That's they insane. are insane. Storm. And uh, yeah, that puts <laughs> puts when we talked about Adrian. Uh, that puts the Padres seven and a half games back from the wild card. They're they're, they're, they're done. They're they, yeah, they're done. I love it. Yeah, that's it's crazy. 15 in a row, still only a plus 32 run differential, but by several metrics, I don't know. I'm I'm not the biggest defensive metric guy. In some ways I am, but some days I'm not. But the, the Cardinals are the best defensive team in baseball. Yeah. Um, so I think that, like, I know, and with how hot they are right now, they have potential to, to be a really fun October team because you're going to get some clean, intense baseball, you know, with some, you know, especially with Wayno on the mound and then that defense behind him. And then just, I don't know, I think, I think they could be fun. And uh, one little quick shout out, like I've talked about, Tyler O'Neill a lot this year, especially in the middle part of the year. But um, Harrison Bader, like a kind of solid breakout year where he's like being exactly what he needs to be. I mean, 2018, he had that year with the 756 OPS over 138 games. And uh, he's only played in 95 uh, games this year, but around that 763 OPS, which with his elite defense, if you could put up a mid sevens OPS, I mean, that's a solid year for him. 20 doubles, uh, 14 homers now. I mean, he's finally shaping out a little bit. You know, speaking of us being very smart in our preseason predictions, I feel like in some sense we kind of nailed the Cardinals because we kind of said we know what we're getting from Arenado and Goldschmidt, and it's going to be on these other guys to step up. And we've seen a lot of them step up, and now they've rattled off 15 straight and are in contention. I mean, it didn't happen how we necessarily expected. Yeah, but – and and Goldie's having a heck of a year. Oh yeah, like yeah, he's he hit his he got his thirtieth home run, uh, not not that long ago. He's uh he's batting a cool two ninety four. Like he's and doing we, pretty good. And we outlined it at several parts in the year where for a good chunk of the year, Goldschmidt his like expected stats, his exit below, all that stuff was he was he was very unlucky for a good part of this year too, where he was just crushing yeah. the ball and not getting rewarded for it so i mean it's it's really his end of the year numbers are even more impressive when you think about for how long it, he was just kind of having mediocre okay numbers with you know great output still yeah yeah, yeah man. go cardinals uh <laughs> they're gonna have a rough go of it when they make that wild card game it's not gonna yeah, be but, the best wild card matchup yeah but but still i mean and that's there's not not much in baseball more dangerous than facing up against the hottest team in one game. Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter who you play. Like it doesn't matter if they run into to the Dodgers, it doesn't matter who. I mean, in a one in one game if you're up against the hottest team in baseball, that's scary. Yeah, I don't know. I was I listened to the episode last week and enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> Um, but there's a few things and we'll get to, we'll get to more as we go along certain things that I just thought of, but one of them being that I remember the way you guys talked about the one game wild card. And then also just that, um, series against the brewers as just kind of being automatic L's for whoever goes up against them. And yes, they do have a very difficult matchup with the pitching on the brewers and Dodgers, but I don't know. It's just like, We've seen so many weird things happen, like the freaking Cardinals winning 15 in a row right now. <laughs> well, yeah, and talking just, about the yeah. Brewers, 
like kind of not being a team that could be beat. They swept them in four games. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like it was a three-game sweep. It was a four-game sweep, which is even more insane. Yeah. No, yeah. So I just I just was listening to that, and I was like, there's no such thing as an automatic win, you know, especially when no, it comes I to agree. baseball in the playoffs. I um, very much agree. But speaking of four-game sweeps, I think with all of the Cardinals hype, um, the one team that's on a surge right now, a little underrated surge, is the Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners have now won six in a row, including a four-game sweep of the A's. Talk about pain for the A's right there. Yeah. Like, it Nobody's was... collapsed as hard as the A's in this last like portion of the season. Yeah, it's man, it's it's just tough that it's happened. Question about the A's, just kind of sidetrack. We can come back in a second, but with the A's, do you think this is the last time we see this core together? It's funny. I like, just, I just Mark Canna is a free recently. agent. Yeah, because yeah. Mark Canna is a free agent. A lot of others are later on in arbitration when we typically see A's sell their players. Like, I love this A's core, but I, <laughs> this might be the last time we see them as we know them. Yeah, when I was thinking about it, I wasn't necessarily thinking about it in terms of the core, but I was thinking like, man, if like they, they missed the playoffs this year, which it looks pretty likely now that like, I don't know. It could be a long time for them to get back in the playoffs, though that's something we've thought with the A's before. But oh, know, I'll go ahead and say it. The A's aren't making the playoffs. They're done. Yeah, but I mean, just no. think <laughs> the next two or three years, I feel yeah. like I can't see them making the playoffs again. No, for sure. Because like you don't, I don't know who's surviving this offseason, and they have no reason to go and like get guys this offseason. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Adam? Uh, I don't know. The A's are a weird team. I feel like they're a team that I, I, they grind out wins in weird places, right? Like as much as we're talking about them being terrible, they're still an 84 win team. Like they're still like on par with Seattle and Toronto. And like, they're not bad. Like if, like if the A's were in the NL East, they'd be division leaders with their record. Like, the only well, you problem say that is, about a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, you can say that a lot. A lot of people, the NLE sucks. But you know, point point being, you know, this is a team that has a better record than the Padres. This is a team that has you know a record on par with with Seattle and Toronto. Um, like they're not a strictly bad team. I don't think. Um, yeah, they're just weird. No, yeah, and I'm not saying they're a bad team this year, but it's just like. Like Brian's saying with players, free agency looming, who yep. are they going to keep? Who's going to replace them? Jesus Lazardo's in Miami. Um, and also, but another, I guess, thing to counter myself and Brian is that expanded playoffs are likely on the horizon, especially this with, true. especially with, you know, the Oakland A's being a plus 73 run differential team, the Toronto Blue Jays being plus 164 and like, like both of those teams have a good shot of not being in October baseball, you know, and that's kind of a crime when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll talk later about some of my, I think the playoff format's going to need a change. And when we talk about the national league, maybe I'll explain that a little bit more, but I, I still think it's just about the way teams are trending. Like the teams you're comparing them to Seattle, they're trending upwards, right? They have this like influx of young talent, the same with the blue Jays. 
And like the Padres, I mean, they had a lot of injuries this year. This is a weird year for the Padres. I think they needed to figure a lot of things out and they did. I, I don't think the Padres will be a 500 baseball team next year. It, it's very hard to imagine that. The A's just so they're don't... going under 500. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Interpret that however you feel like. Um, <laughs> but I just, the A's don't feel like a team that's trending the right direction. They had a really bad second half, and that's not what you want to see when it's kind of like the A's almost feel like the Cubs to a lesser degree. The Cubs last year at this time. Hmm. Hmm. At least to sure. Oh, last very quick note on the A's too. I don't know if this was just my brain going somewhere or someone said Mr. Billy Bean on last episode, but I decided that from now on, I'm calling Billy Bean, Mr. Bean. And that's forever. I wanted to do that every time. I think we were talking about him potentially going to New York and how insane that would be. Mr. Bean goes to New York. New film. <laughs> we need a new movie. We already got uh, Moneyball. Yeah. Now we need Mr. Bean. Goes to New York. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Anything else about the standings you guys want to talk about? I mean, Tampa's clinched now, which that doesn't really surprise anybody. No. Uh, <laughs> who do you guys think wins the NL East? I don't know, but I love Philadelphia being one game back with a plus one run differential. Just the one and one is very <laughs> symmetrical. Uh, I still yeah. think Atlanta does it, which is wild considering Atlanta's season. Yeah, I mean, losing Acuna, I would have said they were done. When, I think I did say they were done when he went down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we'll see. Um, I think we talked about this before and I think we all said, yes, I know I said yes, but if the Phillies get in, is Bryce Harper, the MVP, what do you guys think? So, I mean, it's I think, def- definitely in that conversation. So I guess I'll bring this stat line up now. I think it, it's going to be tough. See, like MVP is tough when it depends on those kind of things, because if you look at the last 30 days of what a Juan Soto has been doing, which is insane. His last 30 days, sure. he's batting 420 on base percentage, 577, slugging 753. So, like, he's turned his actual entire season stats into 324, 473 on base, 550 slugging. Like, I think his stat line looks better than uh, Bryce's. I, but I can, how much I will, do you weigh I will, winning? Yeah, I will disagree though. On okay, I mean, yes, his stat line looks better than, than, than Bryce's recently. I, I think, though, that if you look at, at Bryce's overall season, I think that he's done a lot more. I don't know. He has a lower average, lower on base. He does have a higher slugging. He has higher slugging. That. He's got more home runs. He's got the a OPS lot is about more the doubles same. is where and he more gets. more defensive value. And a lot mm. more defensive value. And a lot more strikeouts, a lot less walks. Okay, yeah. But I, you're, I yeah, but, okay, when you compare that to Juan Soto, right? But like, Juan Soto is such a wild outlier for that stat in particular. But well, like yeah. Harper still walks more than most people and strikes out on par. Oh, with this most is fair. Good and great batters. But um, <laughs> like it's not like it, it's not quite the the damning comparison <laughs> that it, that it you know maybe initially looks like. I think Soto's just that far ahead of everybody else in that particular category. My question to you guys is, are you still considering Tatis as a part of this discussion? No. It's weird where, like, 
it's weird that the answers just no because like I don't know if it should be but I don't know for me I just I feel like Bryce might be especially if they get in it goes back to what I talked about I don't know maybe a month or so ago where it's just like having it be the MVP is so weird because like I don't know what does most valuable player mean because if it was most outstanding player because I don't know sometimes I think it's it's like I get why it's like oh we can't put we can't give Juan Soto the award because he's on a last place team but then it's also like yeah but he's doing incredible things why can't we yeah. recognize that I, I think once uh, I think what you said the difference between outstanding and valuable is interesting and in how you look at it because like yeah. if it's an outstanding award Juan Soto definitely gets it sure but if you look at pure value I would almost argue Brandon Crawford he's batting 302 sure. He's slugging 520, 22 home runs out of shortstop with the defense he brings. Like, I, okay, this is me saying I don't think Crawford wins MVP. I'm just saying Crawford should be a significant part of the discussion. Oh, absolutely. I think he gets some votes for sure. Yeah, but he's not even the captain of his team. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Dude, speaking of the captain of his team, he's at 28 home runs and his career high coming in is 17. Brandon Belt's finally put together a healthy season. Brandon Belt's trying to get paid. <laughs> oh yeah i think absolutely brandon belt staying was very questionable to me at the beginning of the year and i think he's 100 percent played himself into a contract with the giants yeah but um to go back to what we're talking about mvp most outstanding yeah. player yeah, yeah there is the hank aaron award which yeah. is basically most outstanding offensive player and i think the real solution is that just needs to get more hype around it because like yeah because i because it's like there and but i don't know it's still just mvp is weird a weird you're never gonna get away from everyone caring about mvp like you just hear mvp in any league and you're like best player Mm. like it's too hard to shake that notion i feel like even if you give another award more press here's my idea is that we just give the national league mvp to vlad (laughs) yeah just give it to because he's just he is better than everybody he's just not shohei yeah. <laughs> and what if we just give it to the Arizona Diamondbacks? There's a lot of silence after I said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but really quick about about a note about Vlad that I wanted to point out and then get your thoughts on. He has the chance to do a very rare feat and something that is in fact rarer than the triple crown. And I'm going to argue, and then I'll want to see what you guys think is more impressive than the triple crown. Oh, and that is leading baseball in both hits and home runs. Um, And I want to rattle off the other players who have done that and what their numbers were. So right now, um, and this is kind of a commentary on how many base hits are going around in baseball these days too. Right now, Vlad leads uh, baseball in hits with 180 and home runs with 46. 1978, Jim Rice led in both categories with 213 hits and 46 home runs. Tommy Holmes did it in 45 with 224 hits and 28 home runs. Solid 28 home runs. Uh, 1922, Rogers Hornsby did it uh, with 250 hits and 42 home runs. (laughs) And then in 1909, the year that Borussia Dortmund was founded, by the way, um, <laughs> Ty Cobb did it with 216 hits and nine home runs. <laughs> Ooh, nice. But it's just crazy to look at all those 200 plus hits. And then right now, Vlad 
with a few games left still, but is leading baseball with 180 hits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see him finish up and and actually lead in both. I think that'd be pretty wild. Mm. Um, Man. Yeah. It's just, he's had such an unreal season. It's ridiculous. I think your uh, discussion of it being more impressive than the triple crown is interesting. Cause if you think about it, triple crown to like a certain degree is luck because of the RBI aspect. That's what I was getting. Yeah. yeah, So like Bryce Harper, who's had an amazing season has a low amount of RBIs, but that's not his fault. That's not his fault. Just nobody in front of him is getting on base. Yeah. For, I shouldn't say for right now, but for a large portion of the season. (laughs) Yeah. So it's an interesting argument. I think the triple ground, kind of like what I said, just because of baseball history, it's always going to be what people go to. Right. But that's a nice little uh, hits home run. Nice little category. Yeah. Because, no, yeah, like that's all you. Hits and home runs are all you. And I guess partially the ballpark for home runs, but still. (laughs) You could argue, though, like the only argument I see for the triple crown is that it being batting average and not hits. Because like hits could almost be like, you played 162 games as opposed to someone played 150. Well, there's value to playing more. Too, well, no, for know? sure. There is. So that is true. So it just depends how you look at it. Yeah. Um, any other moments or are any fun moments this week or just, I guess, talking points you want to talk about as well? And dude, I got to love, I got to shout out the sailors and their captain, Brandon belt with, if you have not seen, check out Kevin Gosman's Twitter. He tweeted out this picture of uh, Captain Brandon Belt and his sailors, and it is hilarious. It is great, and I love it. <laughs> also, it is the, very great. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the San Francisco Giants Twitter account since that, but uh, they are obsessed with the uh, picture, and they keep tweeting like ocean and boating references every time something good happens. Oh, yeah. Like Brandon Belt hit a home run today, and if I can load up their twitter and not keep misspelling the giants that would be great um okay so he hit a home run today and they tweeted the sea was angry that day my friends <laughs> just fully going in and i very, love it very solid there's nothing more i mean not nothing more but one of the things i love a lot in life is when an athlete like fully commits to a bit and just oh, yeah. when you see Brandon Belt in that picture, so <laughs> he is, stoic and focused. <laughs> he is fully committed. There's nothing in his life that mattered more in that moment. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is amazing. Um, another amazing moment uh, this week was uh, when Javier Baez had his second worst swing of the year. <laughs> oh, it's the worst one's hard to beat. <laughs> like... I guess, so what happened was Chris Sale, you know Chris Sale, he's got a nasty slider through. Javi buys a literal back foot slider. Javi swung for strike three and it hit off of his back foot. Um, I guess some might argue that this one was worse because it hit him, but the the one earlier in the year just looked so bad. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it, th- this one was like worse looking because it hit him. Or no, the other one's worse looking. What am I saying? Yeah, <laughs> did you see the other one? The other one he swung so early. But the other one you could argue like he was just really sitting like a hundred mile per hour fastball, which I don't know why you would have. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Like, yeah. What oh. do you think, Adam? I mean, it never looks good to swing at a pitch that hits you. <laughs> like it's 
it's just a bad look. But it is Chris Sale. You know, yeah, that's yes. what I was gonna say. The only thing Bias had going for him is that it's not the first time someone's done that against Chris Sell. No, yeah, like that's a that's what I said when I saw it. I sent it to you guys, and I was like, "Am I the only one that felt like if this didn't happen, that would have been weird?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> just expected when you saw Bias versus Sell. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I just realized we have not touched up on quite. Po- I mean, I guess the Cardinals are the story of the week, but. One of the biggest stories of the week, and I'm going to send it to Adam for this, but Uh, the Blue Jays and the Rays had a little bit of a kerfuffle. If you'd like to fill us in on it, Adam. Yeah. uh, Kiermaier got on base, and there was a a whole bunch of things. Whatever, inning happened. But uh, then there was a play at the plate. Kiermaier slides in, hits uh, Alejandro Kirk, and Alejandro Kirk has the uh, catchers now. They have a – it's like a wrist coach, like you'd see in football, but it's got scouting reports. The yeah, majority I mean, of more players. Than just catchers, most but players the catchers probably that. have the pitching. The, the catchers have the pitching. It's the scouting report. It's how we're pitching to people. It's the, you know, signs, all that kind of stuff. Well, it slips out of his wrist. Kiermaier looks at it, obviously knows what it is, picks it up, takes it to the dugout. We have to um, know this falls in Kiermaier's lap. Like, it's not like oh, it just yeah. falls in the middle field. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It falls in his lap. Yeah. Right there. It's so funny. He, like, looks down on it. And he's, he's like, like, oh, huh, that's that thing, huh? Yeah. Isn't it? Guess, uh, just picks it up and walks that. up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, originally, I'm not that mad at this. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, is it that's part of a game? And not, uh, kind of, but, you know, it's, it's a shady-ish thing, but that's a postseason potential, you know, matchup. Yeah, you do what you do to win. And, right? and you have to think that it's like, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm not going to lie. Um, it just way. totally but left my it's, mind. It's one of those things where you go. <laughs> oh, I'm struggling, guys. It's also one of those things where you go, you put almost any player in that position. Uh, probably going to do the same thing. No, for so, sure. That, you'd be dumb not to. Right. You'd be dumb not to. However, once the Jays realize this, Charlie Montoyo, Jay, uh, Jays manager, send somebody over to go to the raised dugout to like, you know, get their stuff back. Right. And they played dumb about it. At that point, now you're assholes. You've like, come on, man. At that point, like if you've, you've been caught with it, they there's cameras everywhere in the park. They know that you have the card. If you wanted to, if you took pictures, you took pictures. I don't care what you did with the card. If the opposing manager like is like, Hey, we know you got our stuff. We know you got our scouting report. Can we get it back? And you play dumb. You're a dick. Like that's just such a not okay thing to do. That that's when it actually annoyed me. You know, yeah, for sure. Oh, you go, Noah. Go for it, Noah. Well, I was gonna say originally, I know I heard some people saying, like, you shouldn't be doing that, you shouldn't be picking it up. What I um equate it to is a runner being on second base you know, you know, trying to get the signs and relay, you know, a fastball or whatever to the batter at home. Sure. It's like the re like, if you're not operating clean enough for like that person to not be able to detect or like pick something up off the ground, like you got to clean things up, you know, if something, you sure. can't let that thing fall on the ground for Kier sure. Meyer. You totally um, but still like what, if I put myself in that situation, I'm not sure. I like to believe I wouldn't take it, you know, just being yeah. a fair person, but also like it, oh, I 100% fall, would. it did I 100% fall right would. 
in front of him. Like if oh, it fell like far away from him, I'm sure Kiermaier might just I, be like, and hey, I wanna, take this. And I, and I, I, I do. I totally do not blame Kiermaier for picking it up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, no, hundred percent. That's like, not that it's like, quote, not like the right thing to do as much as just like, yeah, it's the thing. That, that's what you do. You, you absolutely take that information, but man. Yeah. Uh, it, it annoys the, it annoys me to no end that. Yeah. You, you get told like, Hey, can we have it back? And you play dumb. Like what car, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. We you didn't know, do anything. Get out of here. Do you, you're that's trash. Come on. You know how I look at this is it's not required or mandatory or anything like that to wear a game plan on your wrist. Right. It's optional. And when you run the risk of putting it on your arm and going out there, this is in a sense the risky the risky part of it sure. like you got to make sure it's secure enough where it's not falling out and as much as like yeah it's dumb the rays were played dumb but like uh, at i, I want to day i really want to specify i'm mad that they played dumb yeah, if montoya no. went over to the dugout and they said nah you can't have it 100 okay i'm fine with that yeah that's okay. It's the fact that they played dumb that they were like, "What card? What are you talking about? We don't see. We don't know what you're talking about. You're it. That's mm, come on." To man. to me, it that's a part of the game though. Like if you think about it, like I they would be. Why would they give it up? And yeah, like you could have said no, but like I don't know. I think it's part of the game. You don't want to run the risk of your signs being sold. Have your catcher memorize everything. Sure, but no, I'm, I'm saying that if you're the raised dugout, you say, you own up, you'd be like, yeah, we absolutely, we took it. Protect it better. Yeah, but like don't, during don't, the game, you can't sure. say that. Don't Like in yeah, a, during can. the game, you almost have to play dumb. Nah, you absolutely can't during the game. Dude, there's, there's, the cameras picked that up. They knew that exactly what happened immediately. Nobody, nobody had any doubts that the raised dugout had that card. No, for sure. And that's that. That's where the playing dumb pisses me off. It's like, do we literally know you have it? Everybody knows that you have it. Don't play stupid. Come on, man. Like, if you're gonna just be like, it's ours now. Fine. At least say that. Now, the Jays, the next game, plunked Kiermaier. I also hate that. Very fair. I've 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 said it a lot. I absolutely hate the idea of like the retribution hitting bats. I don't, it's stupid. Don't do that. Especially for something like that. Like Kiermaier in that situation did nothing wrong. All he did is pick up what fell in his lap. Like they, the blue Jays would be dumb to say they wouldn't do it because they would, if that happened. Yeah. But it's one of those. They're mad at the situation, not Kiermaier. And he got hit. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, man, the Rays already look like the, like the, like the, like the assholes in that situation. Don't, don't be the ones to hit them. Come on. You already won the moral battle. They already look like jerks. Leave it yeah, alone. For sure. But I just want to like really stress how I just funny I feel I think the clip is because it oh it's Kimmy a hilarious Ars, clip. Kimmy's body language looks like initially he really doesn't want to, but like it's just literally in his lap. So he's like, I guess I gotta pick this up then, right? It's just <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And then he yeah, like covertly hands it to one of the co- yeah. like one of the coaches in the in the dugout. Like no, it's it is fun. The the clip of him like because it's after he slid into home. So like he's he's sitting down in the in the dish, just look and he just like looks down and there's just the card there. Like, yeah, it's just huh. like a little kid like 
playing on the ground, but then sees something that he knows he shouldn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> he shouldn't pick up, but he's like, hmm. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What a, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was definitely an interesting situation. I, I feel like what happened is part of the game in a sense, like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Sure. And, and yeah. And, and I, I still hold that like, the only thing about this and about that entire situation that I don't like is that they played dumb. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's understandable. For sure. Yeah, for sure. But I think one thing that we could agree that is just no good. uh, One thing that you touched up on last uh, week and I didn't, and then I had to look it up for myself to see how bad the situation was. Adrian, you might want to cover your ears, but just, the, I just, the Eric Hosmer contract is so bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's really like, bad. I know bad. Brian was like, oh, yeah, they got to get out from that Hosmer contract. And for some reason, I thought he was a free agent after this year. He's oh, not no. a free agent. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, yeah. The, next year, $20 million. And then the next three years after that, $13 million a year. They are playing, they are paying him as if he's winning games by himself. They, yeah, they're going to pay him to go play for another team next year. Yeah. So it's going to happen. I mean, they're just going to lose like half the, they're going to pay like half the contract or something like that, get no prospects in return and trade him away. That's <sighs> what's going to happen. And I mean, it's tough to see Hosmer because I loved Hosmer in Kansas City, but he has not been the same player since showing up to San Diego. Yeah. Some people need the change of scenery to get good. Some people, it ruins them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. It's but definitely it's interesting. Just, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Before we move on too far, Brandon Belt just hit another home run. His second of the day, he's at 29. And the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, have now broken a franchise record for most home runs in a season as a team, which is pretty wild considering they had a 73 home run season from Barry Bonds. Hey, man. And they're they're the they're the number two home run, home run hitting team in the league. Yeah, especially behind, in that stadium is insane. Only behind the Jays, and the only reason the Jays are up there is because they've got two players who have forty plus. Jeez. Yeah, and the Giants number one only has twenty nine, which is kind yeah. of insane. There's insane. only five players in the majors who have forty or more home runs. Two of them are in Toronto. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. This is ridiculous. The dot with the hot shots. <laughs> oh, speaking no. of good hitting though, when we were talking about uh, we were talking about Soto walking a lot and just talking about people getting hits a lot, um, sort of sort of lost uh, in the fact that he went to the IL for a little while. But Wander Franco had a long on base streak going. Went to the IL for a little while. Um, now he's back immediately resumes it's now 40 games in a row that he's been on base wow. which is yeah. really like like i remember we brought it up a little bit because we talked about uh was it kalanick who got called up and that kind of eh, wasn't what people wanted and we were talking about oh maybe does does wander franco come up as the number one prospect in baseball come up and and play like he did as a as a prospect and boy has he yeah, for sure. Another uh, impressive thing about this on Bay Street, too, I remember a while ago in a game against the Red Sox, he he hadn't gotten on base yet. He's 
he's out as a bat you know taking some pitches all of a sudden i don't know what happens if he just suddenly gets a super intense migraine or something in his eye or what but he's just like struggling trainer comes out he's like i guess i'll finish the at bat somehow works a walk and then barely makes it to first and then just like cuts out for the game it's like dude that that's part of this 40 game on base streak when he just like could barely even like stand in the box and got on base. It's crazy to think about. He's yeah, it's been wild. Love to see it though. Young talent. Uh, yeah, and Wander Franco, a young hot switch hitter. You guys talked about some switch hitters um, last episode. Yeah. Brian brought up Ozzy Albie's um, switching to be a righty against Tyler Rogers. One of them being. Rogers splits again left against lefties, but I also just wanted to point out that Ozzy Albies, well, he's even things out a little bit, but also just a better hitter as a righty too. And then we talked about, he talked about some players uh, abandoning their switch hittership. Um, uh, Brian mentioned Tucker Barnhart, who's had a good season. I also wanted to point out Cedric Mullins has had his breakout year after abandoning switch hitting as well. Oh, we also got a shout out Cedric Mullins first 30 for 30 guy on the Orioles. That's really cool. Which is crazy. Yeah. With their storied history. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Cedric Mullins. Also Pablo Sandoval did it for a season with the Red Sox when he was a real bad. And then occasionally. (laughs) Yeah. I love Pablo too. I won't lie. Uh, It's just not with the Red Sox, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) But also, you'll just occasionally see it against a knuckleballer, too, which is always funny when there's a knuckleballer and then, like, Melky Cabrera would just be like, you know, I'm just going to bat right-handed against this guy. (laughs) Just try throwing them off. Yeah. Yeah, well, how do you like it? Dude, something else I need to talk about more is the San Francisco Giants. I spent a lot of the early season talking about how the bullpen was struggling. Obviously, we know the bullpens turned around. They've become one of the better bullpens in the league. But there's two of their younger relievers who really struggled, or one really struggled earlier this season. One wasn't called up until more recently. But Camilo Duvall is really starting to get comfortable, and he was pumping 102-mile-per-hour fastballs in the middle of the zone in a big game for the Giants. So that's huge. And then Kervin Caster, the other kid, got uh, Trevor Story to swing at a ball that literally bounced in the grass before the dirt, before the plate. So that was pretty impressive. <laughs> and just shout out the young kids. Yeah, love to see it. Also, shout out the the Yellow Sox, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that because they've lost a two in a row now. But <laughs> Red Sox went on a big old win streak wearing their City Connect jerseys, which is funny because, like, we talked about how they're – well, I talked about how just on, like, a runway – I thought they looked really cool, but then in Fenway Park, they looked really weird, but I could handle them because, like, it's just for that marathon weekend, and that's it. <laughs> but then and they were just wearing them. <laughs> but now they just were randomly like, hey, let's wear them, and then they won. And they're like, I guess we'll wear them again, and then they just kept winning for a while, so they're wearing <laughs> them literally every night. <laughs> so uh, they are now the Boston Yellow Sox. Yes. I, I don't know why they changed their name now, but they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Um, and I guess... I mean, I think tonight they were wearing their red unis after taking their first loss in the City Connects. Um, mm. 
but I think someone did check and they are cleared to wear them in the postseason if they make oh. the postseason, which, yeah. <laughs> which should be wild to I mean, see like a postseason montage years down the line with the Red Sox wearing these bright yellow uniforms. <laughs> the City Connectors have kind of been, I mean, they would have been a good luck charm for the Giants too. I think the Giants are like seven and one when wearing them. So I don't know. There's something about those City Connect jerseys. Toronto didn't get City Connect jerseys. Oh. <laughs> See, and that's why Toronto's missing the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Definitely next not year, the reason, but... <laughs> yeah, next year, Blue Jays, will they have to get a City Connect because they're going to be a young, hot team. I mean, they already are. Yeah. they got to get some extra hype around that. So. Yeah. Uh, you, One would you hope. hope so. You hope so. But um, I, I thought when when uh, when Brian mentioned that he talked early about how the uh, Giants' bullpen was bad, I thought he was going to segue into how... Uh, well, they're not the worst bullpen because the Phillies have been – that's a bad bullpen. Oh, yeah. They have blown bad. 34 saves this year, which ties the major league record. <laughs> which, which is, is a honestly lot of impressive. It's so it's many. Honestly impressive that they're still, like, where they are in the standings <laughs> yeah. with all those blown saves. <laughs> yeah, Just because you blow a save doesn't mean you lose the it game. It doesn't mean you lose the game. <laughs> that is true. But still, that is th- – 34 should have won games. Do you know what's wild though about Philadelphia's not even in the bottom five of bullpen ERAs with all those blown saves? It's yeah, it's just I guess it's not strictly that they're I guess bad as much as they are anti-clutch. Oh, they're bad. They have a four-six ERA as a bullpen. <laughs> so don't distract <laughs> that they're not bad. They're bad, but they also blow a ton of saves. Oh man. I think that more goes to say, like, how bad, dude, the Baltimore Orioles bullpen has a five, six, eight year A. Compared to the. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, my Giants actually had the best bullpen ERA. You love to see that. Oh, my gosh. Dude, doo poo poos. Sorry, I just want to say that. I I just also need to point out that the, the Baltimore's whole pitching staff has a 5.82 ERA. <laughs> so the bullpen's a little better than their starters. Yeah, so their team as a whole is just bad. You just, you gotta love it. You, you really do. <laughs> where, where can the Baltimore Orioles go, realistically? The only, only up, dude. Oh, only up? Because ah, <laughs> Cedric Mullins, hopefully he is their turning stone. I would love to see him actually be on a good team. Yeah. Dude, like, I'm sorry. I'm now. I'm just looking at like team pitching staff. The Baltimore Orioles uh, pitching staff gives up an opponent average of 272, which is like a respectable batting average. You know, that's <laughs> just our average. It's really bad. You know, oh, it's just, it's great. Man. Wow. Well, okay. There is. Wait. There's three teams that their bullpen has given up less than 200 walks. Who do you guys think it is? Uh, it's not the Red Sox. Th- their team has given. Wait, yeah, what? the Red Sox have given up 270 walks. Oh my! Yeah, that's gonna, awesome. it's gonna, be, on... it's gonna be the Giants. Yep, they're at 182. Yeah, the Brewers. Ooh, Brewers bullpen has given up 260 walks. So that would be incorrect. Is it the Jays? It is not the Jays. Oh, they have amazing. given up. Let's see, 227. Oh, yeah, the A's. The Oakland A's are the least amount of walks given up at 180. 
from by their they got bullpen. all those veteran pitchers in the bullpen. Yeah, so there's one other everybody. bullpen with 198 walks. Tampa. It is not Tampa. No, I, Tampa, got, I just got veterans in the pen. Just maybe Tampa. <laughs> um, is it a team? Is it a good team? <laughs> yes, they're in first place in their division. Oh, the I, White that, Sox. Yes, it is the White Sox. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. That doesn't strictly mean they're a good team. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. I just... First place, it's a very uh, descriptive. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I narrowed it down. <laughs> oh, there it did. Uh, speaking of uh, Red Sox bullpen, John Carlos Stanton had Ooh. one of the toughest home runs of the year for me, but also I just I think when you think of baseball, one of the coolest home runs, Yankees versus Red Sox in Fenway. Were they down one or is a tie game? And – Stanton hits a grand slam just out of Fenway by a large margin. Yeah. I and, oh. have, uh, have we gotten the stat cast numbers on it? I think it was 114 off the bat. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that ball, that ball was deep. It was like a, you had a double take and be like, Oh, did that really go that far? Like, Oh, Oh. Yeah. That's, that's like, a, it's like, if that happened in the show, you'd be like, clip it put it on twitter clip it put it on twitter but also i'm playing on too low difficulty i gotta adjust (laughs) the sliders this is not realistic (laughs) or when you go and do like batting practice and the balls for some reason are just going farther and you're like oh yeah for sure man he put uh, both cheeks into that swing yeah but enough of that (laughs) (laughs) Some uh, cool news, a guy that we all love, and I think everyone who loves baseball loves, Adam Wainwright, got his 2,000th strikeout of his career. Yay. Congrats to Wayno. We've been giving you a lot of love this year, so feel free to come on the pod anytime you want. <laughs> shout out Joe Panic. We love you. Yeah, shout out Joe Panic. We're still... We still like you, even though you kind of suck right now. <laughs> Me and Adam <laughs> dove into his stats last week after the pod, and... uh who does not had a great time in Miami? I mean, we don't know that. He might. Oh, he might uh, be going okay, to barbecue. He might be going to barbecues. Maybe he's been having <laughs> too good of a time in Miami, and that's why he's <laughs> struggling. Yeah. So I shouldn't say he hasn't been having a good time. <laughs> yeah. But his stats are not looking good. I will say that. Yeah, Joe Panic, come on the pod. Let us know. You having fun? <laughs> are you having? A, yeah. Are you? Are you okay? <laughs> oh. oh. One more thing, kind of along the lines of the Eric Hosmer stuff, just being bad. Shane Baz, or Boz, I think it is, made his debut for the Rays, one of their uh, young stud pitchers, who's been the be- their best uh, minor leaguer all year, but I think a little bit of control stuff. They've been holding on to him down there for a bit. Made his debut. Um, solid five innings pitched, uh, two earned runs, five strikeouts. Had some nasty stuff. But um, some, do you know how the the Rays acquired Shane Boss? Why do you want to bully the Rays? That's my question. I'm not bullying the Rays. I'm bullying. I'm oh, bullying fair. Sorry. another team. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I'm bullying a team I, that's much more deserving of being bullied. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is fair. I miss uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Shane Boss, for those of you who don't know, which I did not know, was the player to be named later in a trade that included. <laughs> Chris Archer going to the Pirates for uh, who is it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Tyler Glasnow. 
Mm. And uh, wait, wait, who was it? Oh, Austin Meadows. <laughs> oh, now Shane Bat. I don't think the Pirates could have lost a trade that bad. Like that is one of the worst trades in the last five years. Immediately, the national reception was that what are the Pirates doing? And it's, I mean, I guess with like Glasnow's injury, you could you could be like maybe not as bad, but it's definitely turned out to be even worse than people anticipated because Glasnow's had has been a stud when he's been on the mound. Meadows has had some really solid years, and Shane Boz is looking great. Yeah, Jeez. the Rays are gonna raise. Uh, that they are. That they are. <laughs> I feel like that's all I can say about the Rays. <laughs> Would you rather be a fan of the Pirates or the Orioles? (laughs) (laughs) The Pirates, they have a nicer park. I think uh, basketball is a good sport. No, Camden's nice. I agree. Camden's nice. Yeah. You know, at least the Orioles have a a very good history. I guess the Pirates do too. Yeah, it's just not (laughs) as. They're just both currently doo doo. Yeah. Man. I mean, the Pirates, I feel like, get stars. Like they had Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Orioles had I'm saying this unironically by the way the Orioles had Chris Davis when he, uh, had Adam, they had Adam Jones he was fun yeah, to watch that. Adam Jones yes and uh, uh Kim you know Jung Su, uh, you had my, a love JJ Hardy player <laughs> Matt Wieters yeah just all these studs <laughs> Manny Machado ah uh, yes the Machado oh yeah Machado I forgot he even played yeah he's on Baltimore They've had, they've had real that. baseball players. Yeah. <laughs> I really oh, hope. Man. I mean, I think the Orioles are trending in a better direction than the Pirates. Can I say that? I mean, Oof. they have they have Adley Rushman coming, right? He's their, like, huge prospect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is he the number one prospect in baseball right now? Or am I crazy? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so he he'll probably be there next year. So hopefully, things look up for Baltimore. You gotta hope so, because uh, it can't get much worse. Because yeah, they're they're not yeah they're they're it's rough. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you guys got anything else to say. One thing I do want to say: Cardinals hottest team in baseball with the best name in baseball on the team, Lars Newtbar. But that's the last thing I got to say. For <laughs> Gotta Um, love the new bar. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Are we done? All right. Wait. Okay. Wait, are we not done? Is that just a fake ending? Fake ending? Fake ending? Not a real ending? No, because I was using the the Fernandez stuff. (laughs) Go for it. Jose Fernandez. Oh, yeah. Shout out Jose Fernandez, who would have been 29 right now. Yeah, marks the five years since he has sadly passed away in a tragic accident, and he will be missed. I loved yeah. watching that dude. Play One of baseball. the absolute greatest up and coming pitchers that just, yeah, never, never got to get deep into a career. Yeah, and who embodied the joy of baseball? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, you could talk about. There's amazing clips with Jose Fernandez. Like one of my favorites, the Tulo one, where Tulo yep, hits Tulo. a line drive at him. He's like. 
You caught did that? You catch that? Did you catch <laughs> yeah. that? And he's just looking at him, nodding and smiling. Oh man. Like, oh one yeah, of, I did. I, I still think one of my favorite ones, and I, I Noah probably knows this one too, where he agreed to only throw fastballs to Big Bobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, so good. First pitch was a changeup, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it was a, a, it was so it was an 80 mile an hour pitch, and uh Big Bobby was like, Yeah, he threw a changeup. And then Jose <laughs> Fernandez had the talk after he was like. It was a fastball. It's just an 80 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> I saw a Jose Fernandez clip today that I had never seen before pitching ninja. It was him swinging and missing at a Kenta Maeda pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, um, he's just absolutely amazed at what Kenta just threw to him. He's like, what did that just do? It's hilarious. It's just so good. Tr- like, just like childlike joy playing baseball. And he's, he's very, dearly missed by yeah. all of us here yeah dude he had a 2.58 era and 471 innings pitch 470 innings as a 24 year old is insane yeah he was unbelievably good and he had 589 strikeouts over those innings like this yeah. dude was so much fun to watch and it really sucks we didn't get to watch him for longer yeah and, and he's that that uh i remember Cause now there's the, the clip of the first game that Miami had back after mm-hmm. that, where D Gordon crushed the, for, in the, on his, the first at bat off, of the game. Off the legend Big that sense. is Bartolo Cologne. Bartolo Cologne. Um, but D Gordon, not a home run hitter. Um, oh, nowhere near it. Far absolutely from it. crunches a home run uh, for the first at bat of that game. Um, and is in tears before he even gets to home. Yeah. yeah, and then after the game, they put all the hats on the mound. It, it just it was such a cool game. Yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of those clips, one of those few sports clips that uh yeah that's a that's a tough one to watch. Yeah, and that was a, I mean I watched I rewatched that clip today, and just how together the whole team and organization was. The D Gordon home run, like even like the Bat Boy just like gives him a pat on the back, and D Gordon like upset a. a accepts it and gives him like a little hug yeah it's just like everyone was just you know so together in their love and you know sadness over missing jose yeah there's also another great clip of when he hits jason worth and the two of them stare each other down as jason worth looks walks the whole <laughs> way down the back and then gets the first and was like why were you looking at me he's like because you were looking at me <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like it turns into them laughing and just like yeah you're looking at me i'm looking at you (laughs) that's that's, it's tough but glad we could celebrate uh the life that he lived and the positive imprint he left on us absolutely yeah definitely and with this we're actually now gonna end the episode real ending psych i'm just kidding kidding. (laughs) we're actually gonna do this time goodbye later Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.